Well, hello, everyone. I am Matt Williamson coming at you uh, right around midnight here, right after the game. So you can get this as early as possible. It's going to be a shorty. I'm sure I'll get another one to you in the next day or two with more in-depth reactions. But my instant reaction is kind of want to throw up all over my shoes. I mean, holy cow. I mean, I didn't really think this was possible. I mean, over a five-day stretch, your second straight loss to a two-win team that's frankly very devoid of talent on one side of the ball. I mean, Arizona's defense is trotting out a ton of replacement-level players. Patriots' offense isn't much different. I mean, guys that can't get separation, backup quarterbacks. These two teams are a combined 16 games under 500. Unacceptable. I mean, I, I don't know how else to phrase it. I mean, it's as bad as it gets. I mean, so we'll do the stat stuff and I have some notes. And again, this will be a shorty. The next one will be a lot better. But the one couple, th couple things I want to talk about before we talk stats and whatnot, because they're not super telling for this game. It's just a couple things that I thought were pretty obvious is, and I think this is what we need to stress, at least my initial reaction. I'll think about this more. Clearly, the Patriots had a better game plan to start this game. They had a better approach to attack their opponent than the Steelers did. Now, I always... Don't know exactly how to phrase that. You know, oh, you were better prepared. You took them lightly all week. Maybe. I mean, that had that feel with Arizona. It had a feel. I mean, even me going in that building once a week or so or doing what I do for a living, I know I don't know that answer. But some of it is just flat out tactics, strategy, how to defeat your opponent. And clearly, to start this game tonight, the Pats had a much better game plan for their opponent than the Steelers had for theirs. Clearly. That's concerning. Now, here's another thing I want to talk about, too. Now, Coach Tomlin, when he was hired a million years ago, it was his first ever head coaching job at any level. And I thought after a year or two, Wow, his game and clock management stuff is really poor. But I get it. He's never been a head coach. Not uncommon. You know, he hasn't dealt with timeouts and pace and clock management and all those things. And he was hired 100 years ago. Well, 100 years later, I don't know that it's gotten any better. I mean, I think it's really poor. So a couple small examples of that, and then we'll get into our normal kind of routine here is the almost the entirety of the third quarter made me want to pull my hair out with how slow they played. Like this game at the half was 21 to 10 and you're getting the football. Small little thing, but I knew he would do it because he always does. What does Belichick do on the opening kickoff? He hasn't blasted out of the end zone. Of course not. He kicks the ball inbounds, I'm sure he grabbed his kicker by the face mask, give or take, and said, whatever you do, make the clock start. Kick it high in the air, make them field it, and make the clock start. 
Now, that has nothing to do with Tomlin, but it's a small example because the Steelers do this all the time. I'll bet you a million dollars Boswell kicks it out of the end, out of the end, out of the back of the end zone if it was the thing was flipped. So small thing, it only runs eight seconds off the clock or whatever, but it gets the clock started. And all through the third quarter, I'm just thinking, why are they substituting and jogging gently onto the field and then huddling and thinking it over and coming to the line of scrimmage? And snapping the ball late in the in the clock. Like, I bet Belichick's just over there laughing to himself. Like, don't these guys get it? That when I do get the football, I'm going to eat clock like crazy. And they're doing this for me all through the third quarter. And the third quarter goes by and the Steelers move the football some. And it's okay. And they're showing some signs of life. But basically, you kind of throw the whole third quarter out in terms of the clock being your friend, and you use some goofy timeouts along the way. And then the last drive, last time the Steelers had the ball, you're moving the ball well, it's promising, okay. I mean, it's starting to get to the point in the game where I feel like the Steelers are the better team, they're the more talented team, got a good feel for each other, yada, yada. But it's third and two, and I think there's 2.06 left on the clock. And I'm going, perfect. Run the football. You got the two-minute warning here. It's third and two. All that matters is getting the first down. Do what you do well. I don't care if you come out in 12 personnel with an extra offensive lineman. Whatever. Run the ball. Give it to Najee or Warren. They didn't. Then on fourth, which was still somehow, I don't know how, I mean, this might have been a home field clock help, with still over the two-minute warning, you probably could have at least had the threat of a run on fourth and two. But really, what happened there to me uh, when you get the fourth down was, it's desperation time, it's a play you have to have. And you know who else knows that? Bill Belichick. And... Boy, you and I haven't had a chance to talk about this enough, but as the week went on, this short week, and the more homework I did, and the great discussion with Merrill Hodge on Wednesday night, and it's something we have talked about the last couple of weeks, the Steelers' blitz pickup is so horrific. And again, Belichick knew it. And he knows in a play they have to have, I'm blitzing, I'm blitzing heavy, and I'm saving my best for this. I'm saving my best defensive card, my ace, for that fourth down. And he brought the blitz, and everyone's going to blame Trubisky for just chucking it up to Johnson and hoping something happened, which is horrific. And I'm not a X's and O's expert to no end or pass protection expert to no end. But what I know and what is becoming is very apparent is they don't have easy answers and hots and things of that nature versus blitz. Blitz comes. What do we do? It's fourth, fourth down. Chuck it up and hope. That's awful. That's just awful. I, I mean, the blitz stuff against the Browns was horrendous. It was horrendous against the cards. It was bad in this game, especially situational. You have to have answers for blitz. You have to be able to control the clock better in the third quarter and understand that, hey, on third and two, run the football. So what? You hit the two-minute warning. That's your friend. 
All right, I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to buzz through some stats quicker than usual, and then I have a bunch of other notes and uh, get you out of here. All right, we're back. And a lot of these aren't super telling, but at the half, it's 21-10. Zappy's on fire. He's 14 for 21 for 196. Three touchdowns, no picks. Ripping apart Walker in the middle of the field. You know, getting the ball out. Trubisky's very shaky at this point. Six for 11 for 61. One and one. Easily could have had a second pick. Zeke only has 10 carries for 22. But Juju's got three for 82. Henry's got three for 40 and two touchdowns. It's funny. I don't know if you guys listen to the drive, but you should with Dale and I. We put together a DFS team on Wednesday just for this game and really, really stressed we wanted Henry in this game. You know, not only just because of what McBride did, but they knew that. I mean, going to Henry was clearly a big portion of their passing attack. The Steelers didn't see it coming. I don't know. Sewers at this point at 17 rushes for 52. Pats at 11 for 33. They were getting out past 186 to 60. Total plays were about equal. Only one out of six on third down yet again, though. They got two first downs from penalties. Yards per play, 6-6 versus 3-9. Zero for zero in the red zone. Hadn't gotten in the red zone in the first half. New England's two for two. Red zone defense could make a play for you. Zero penalties for the Steelers. Four for 37 for New England that were rather costly. Time of possession was about equal. Turnovers was 1-0. I mean, Zappi didn't end up much better. I mean, he was, what, 196 and ended up at 240. Trubisky ended up at 190, you know, so that's not too bad. 22 for 35, one and one. Zeke, though, I mean, he was a once great player. But he ends up on the stage 22 for 68 and seven catches for 72 and a touchdown. I mean, that's a lot of yardage to allow to Ezekiel Elliott at his age at this stage of his life. Meanwhile, your running backs, Harrison Warren, just on the ground, 19 carries for 40 yards. I don't know if this team beats anyone. Well, I think they have showed us. If, if they can only get 40 yards rushing combined, no matter what the game script is, between Harris and Warren, they won't win another game. I mean, that's that's the thing they do well. That's the bread and butter. I mean, there's no bread, there's no butter. And I understand they were down on the scoreboard from the beginning. I don't care. I mean, 19 carries for 40 yards. And obviously, Belichick was stopping the run. But even so, Deontay and Pickens were targeted 13 times between them, only eight catches for 76 yards and a touchdown. So your four guys that get the ball a lot, 40 yards rushing, 76 yards receiving. I mean, it's awful. Henry ended up with about the same. Juju ended up with about the same. Third downs. I mean, you were three for 14 on third downs in this game. Ugh. I mean, New England wasn't much better. They were four for 13. The Steelers did run 11 more plays, but for less yardage as the Patriots averaged 5-5 versus 4-0 for the Steelers. Rushing was exactly the same almost, 82 to 81. And in the end, New England only threw for 40 more yards. Steelers only penalized once for five yards. Only penalized once. And you blocked a punt, and Boz made a 
bombing field goal, and he still couldn't win. You know, New England was penalized seven times for 59 yards. Time of possession favored the Steelers, over 32 minutes. So it felt like watching the game, there was a lot of plays, and actually all the announcers afterwards were going crazy about it. That so many plays you could have had to Pickens or at least attempted to Pickens, and they're not utilizing him. I mean, is it cool the way he seems to be acting? No, but I get it. I think it's very clear they didn't trust Trubisky at all. A lot of sideways stuff, end arounds, reverses, tight end throwing the ball. I mean, all this nonsense that everyone would be destroying Matt Canada if he called. But basically just screamed to me, we have no faith in Trubisky. We think he's going to throw the ball to the other team. And then we know we have no chance of winning. And he basically proved he's going to throw the ball to the other team. Still bad snaps. I mean, what about Herbig at center? Uh, Mason Cole needs replaced. At, at least this offseason, not just because of snaps. I mean, he's not good at his job. Still some procedural issues, too. You know, I mean, I think there was a penalty that was declined because of an illegal formation. Illegal formations in December? Come on, man. Now, they lost Highsmith, and that's brutal. And I definitely will question how close to TJ Watt, how close to 100% he was. He got his bell rung pretty good and looked like he had some jaw dental damage or whatever. And he was getting quadrupled, especially with Highsmith out. I mean, Highsmith going out of this game, I'm sure Belichick was doing a dance. But still, lack of pass rush, especially with only a four-man rush, pretty concerning. I mean, your guys are still better than their guys. Lack of pass rush here can't be ignored. Um, Wrap it up here. I give Roberts credit for even playing. I was shocked he was active, and he showed up pretty darn big in the second half. But his counterpart, Walker, was horrific and just targeted over and over. And yes, he had a pick that Roberts caused. But did he look like the slowest human being on the planet after picking the ball off? Like, oh, my gosh. I mean, just big loping strides going nowhere. Give Killebrew all the credit in the world. That's his fourth punt block in under three seasons with the Steelers. Huge. But they needed that kind of stuff to even be in it. And I will say, hate to end on this, but the call on Kuntz for sudden movements from the long snapper, I know that's their only penalty, but that was a bad call. And you make that call at that stage. And even the Patriots guys going, oh, no, I screwed up. I mean, wasn't the rest fault the Steelers lost. It was the coaching staffs. It was the quarterback. It was the execution. It was the lack of pass rush. It was bad linebacker play, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It was abandoning the run, all these things. And, hey, Belichick knows a thing or two. But this is a horrific loss. This is a horrific five days for this organization that I would hope that non-Pittsburgh fans does not want to see in the postseason. All right, guys, take care. Over and out.